New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Welcome to New Dimensions Cafe. Today, I'm hosting Stuart Levine. He is the author of Getting to Resolution, Turning Conflict into Collaboration. Stuart, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Pleasure to be here, Justine. You know, we live in an adversarial social soup, and you see a way out. So let's talk about your cycle of resolution. What is your idea of a way out of this? Sure. One, it's all about communication. It's all about how we can really engage with each other, how we can both move through conflict and how we can prevent conflict by having good agreements on the front end with all people that we work with, that we we want to collaborate with. The missing piece that I've seen is that people just don't have the skills, the capacity, they don't have the mental models, the mind maps to create good agreements and to understand that part of the social soup and the social learning is how to deal with conflict and how to move through it effectively. And I think I've got some what I call conversational models that will help people do that. Now, when you say we don't have the good agreements, what if we don't have the good agreements going in and we find ourselves in the hot stuff? Mostly that's the way it is because we haven't learned how to develop good agreements to begin with, and most of us get into hot soup early on. Absolutely. So the three critical steps when you're in hot soup, well, I shouldn't say only three steps, but a preliminary piece is having what I call a mindset or an attitude of resolution saying that we can resolve this if we had a mind map of a way to move through it. And then the three critical pieces for moving through the conflict, number one, people need to tell each other their stories, how they think about the conflict. Number two, you need to deal with the emotion. You need to actually have a, a way of going through the emotion. And I've got some very, very specific conversational templates for doing that. And number three, they need to have an agreement that structures their relationship for the future, that puts a frame or a container about what that relationship is going to be. Well, most of us want to avoid that middle piece, to get into the emotion, or we don't avoid it and we just start blasting each other, or we hire lawyers, or we, you know, whatever it is, so we take out our pistols <laughs> and just... So what do you mean, get into the emotion of it? Well, what I mean is that the conflict is never about what we're arguing about on the surface. It's always the interpersonal hooks, the differences between us. And the way I like to talk about this is, in reality, most conflict is structural, not intentional. People are not trying to hurt each other, but because of the different ways we're wired, the different ways we're made up, we get into conflict and we get emotional about it. But the only way through that is to actually get some of that emotion on the table, explore where it came from solely for the purpose of getting it out so we can let it go. You're not talking about a kind of therapy, are you? 
No, it's therapeutic, but it's not therapy. How is it different? Therapy is about interpersonal learning, and that's the focus. This process is about intra-personal learning and intra-personal engagement. But I say it's therapeutic because you can leave the problem and the conflict and the emotion behind as you step into a new vision that you have for the future. So in this model, do you recommend that we do it one-on-one, or do you recommend a third party be present? How does it work? Yes, it can go either way, especially for myself. I'm often both the facilitator who moves through the process, because by now the mind map is well ingrained and internalized in me in terms of the steps. So, yeah, you know, sometimes if there's a lot of emotion, then you may need to have a third party facilitate it. But often you can move yourself through the steps of this process. And I have a lot of successful clients and students who who have the capacity to do that. In your book, you go into detail of two brothers who were in business together and they worked well together for a long time and then they started to have disagreements. And maybe you can describe their process, and that will help us understand a little bit of this model. Sure. So these brothers were in a family business of multiple generations. And one of them wanted to greatly expand the business, and one of them wanted to keep the business kind of in the the same ethical good service that the family had used for multiple generations. And so this created a great conflict. And by the time they got to me, they were in a battle. They had stopped talking to each other. Each had hired a lawyer. And what I did was I sat them down to see if we could look at this in a creative way and to see if each one could ultimately get what they want. And I put them through my cycle of resolution. I had them share stories with each other. I had them go through a completion process of talking about what was working and positive in their relationship, what wasn't, who did they need to thank and for what, who might they need to forgive and for what. And then once the emotional air was cleared, I could say, okay, so what do you guys want the future to look like? What's possible here if we could get creative? What would give you each what you wanted? And they came up with a rather innovative solution. They divided the state of California in half. One would have one half of the state. One would have the other half of the state as their territory. And they wouldn't compete with each other, but they would each run their own separate businesses the way they wanted to within that half of the state that was theirs. And it just was a wonderful solution to the situation. Now, they could never have gotten there if they weren't talking to each other, which is what their lawyers had told them to do. Exactly. And the key was, how can each of you get what you want? Because we have such a win-lose sort of mentality in our culture. That mindset of winning and losing, uh, best to substitute a mindset of abundance, that if you approach it with a different frame, everybody can get what they need. So... When you are doing this process, do you have an idea of what the outcome is going to look like? No, and that's probably one of the biggest learnings that I've had over time, not to do that, but to just be there as a facilitator, to be kind of very present and very clean and enable what surfaces to surface by creating a very, very open space to do that. And it's really about what people want to have as an outcome. 
it almost seems like a very sacred sort of activity because it's magical. There's something when people have really gotten out their emotion and felt really safe to be vulnerable and to even maybe grieve or to apologize or forgive, then something very sacred or magical, you might say, happens. Well, I'm smiling because I'm recalling when I used to do a lot more divorce mediation, I actually used to thank people for honoring me by enabling me to move through this extremely sacred space with people because it's a very, very intimate place, as you imagine, talking about you know what happened and how a marriage broke down. And to be able to move through that with people, you know, the honor of that, the sacredness of it, was more than enjoyable. It was very, very rich for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is a sacred space, no question. Not quite so sacred in business contexts, but it is definitely a sacred space. What are the implications of this for our society as each of us learn more how to be with conflict in this creative way and to not avoid it because most of us are pretty adverse to conflict? I firmly believe that this is the next and essential step in human evolution. In other words, if we don't figure out how to get along with each other, how to move through conflict or differences, you know, it's pretty clear we're going to blow the planet up at some point in time. The planet will continue, but we as a species may not. You know, we have done a lot of exploration. We have conquered outer space, so to speak, and the next step is conquering inner space. And I think we all need some of these conversational tools to be able to, one, resolve our internal conflicts, but two, also to resolve the conflicts that are between us. So you feel like this is the next step for humanity, and it starts as individuals, I guess. Yeah, it's real interesting. When I was finishing the second edition of Getting to Resolution, I thought that I would rewrite the final chapter, which was a story about individuals, because I had this vision that I would write something that would be much more global. And then when I thought about it, I said, no, it really starts with the individual, that the individual needs to develop these skills so that then we can engage effectively with each other. Do you see this ever entering our school system? Yeah, that's one of my visions. Um, you know, I've done some work with kids. I actually have a nonprofit that I just haven't had time to devote to. But to get kids to learn these skills when we were very young, as a matter of fact, I was inspired a number of years ago when um, I asked a group of 10-year-olds, when you listen, what do you listen with? And one of the immediate response was, your heart. And I realized at that moment in time that transformation could take place in less than multiple generations if we just get the kids before they get corrupted. Right, right. And I think you mentioned in your book, we have two ears but one mouth. (laughs) Yes, and we need to learn how to listen because a lot of this process is about listening. Listening and learning through that listening. Stuart, thank you so much for being with us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I've been speaking with Stuart Levine, and he's the author of Getting to Resolution, Turning Conflict into Collaboration. And if you'd like to be in touch with him, you can go to his website, resolutionworks.com, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. My name is Justine Willis-Toms. Thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe, 
please join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.